proudly sporting their chaotic evil, it's Dice Junkies. Zeno, Damien, and Q tackle all of your nerd and geek topics on the Dice Junkies YouTube channel, or get your perception checked and all of your random encounters in their newly launched podcast. Visit DiceJunkies.com, proudly part of the Grits Media Alliance. Grits, geeks recording in the South. Hey, hi, 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 everybody. Uh, it's it's Reality Breached. My name is Sergio. Uh, once again, we're talking about sports. Uh, episode 70. Uh, with me, I've got my sports guy, uh, Jarius Thomas. How's it going, man? Back again. Uh, it's going, man. And we'll get into how it's going momentarily, but it's going. I'm doing pretty good, man. How you, how you been? I've been, I've been good. I can't, I can't shake this throat thing that I got. But other than that, I'm yeah, doing real, real good. Never good to have a throat thing going off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hear you've been real busy. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm preparing for my wedding that's coming up, and um, I'm adjusting to life as not only you know being a spouse, which is completely new, but being a parent. I got an eight-year-old now. Yep. And she's hilarious. She's awesome. But it's just, you know, it's a lot to adjust to. And then I'm working on the podcast that I co-host, uh, the Negro Justice League. Ooh, right into a plug. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, oh, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> at Black Nerdcast. And uh, <laughs> on Facebook, we're just the Negro Justice League. We're getting ready to launch some merchandise, T-shirts. Um, I think we're working on a coffee mug. Uh, hopefully, if Cherry hears this, she won't get mad if I, you know, kind of spoil that. But you know, whatever. But um, yeah, we got that going on, and we're just getting ready to do a lot of big things. So, well, good, good. Like, I, I let's see, y'all are on episode what thirty six. Uh, yeah, I believe so. That's cool. Yeah, so we're still in our infancy, but you know, we're getting there. Yeah, but well, how how long have you been around? Oh, uh, about a year and a half now. Yeah, maybe a little less. Yeah, you have one thousand Facebook likes. Yeah, in a year and a half, I, I I'm at like we we're at like one twenty. Really? Yeah, that's it. Just one twenty. Yeah, well, yeah, we we're doing pretty good. We had a um, what's good on there. Uh, we've had him on a couple times. Matter of fact, we just did another interview with him, um, and he's the Blash, which is like a a Flash parody. And it's pretty cool, pretty funny, and he gives us you know pretty good, uh, well, a great interview as always. So uh, a lot of it is well, some of it is attributed to him. Uh, he has such a, a great following, and then you know after that we kind of. You know, just caught on. 
And I mean, it's we're very fortunate. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So like, you know, it's very humbling. It, thank you. And it is humbling to ha- actually like have fans. Like, <laughs> and not fans. You know, I don't think I'm the rock or anything like that. But it's cool <laughs> when people are like. You know, Jay. You know, if we're talking about something online, and they're like, J two, which is my alias on there. They're like, uh, J two said this, and I thought it was hilarious. And I'm known as the angry guy on the show now. You so never. I just, I just go off about everything. It's a blast. And what's great is I have to not curse as I do it, and I've gotten pretty good at that. So I'm proud. Now that I think about it, like that, that might be what's holding us back. Like we cuss <laughs> all the time. Like we just ignore that there may be children that want to listen to us. Yeah. FCC be damned. Yeah, yeah. Check that explicit box every time. Oh yeah. And, and like what? What's up with like podcasts and, and, and things with, with people having like fake names? Aliases. Like, I was on Dice Junkies the other day, and all of the Dice Junkies have fake names. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think it's because of our real jobs, maybe. Um, <laughs> and I'm not at liberty to tell you what everybody does, but it is one of those things where we have to tread lightly, and we don't want to trace back to us if we ever get out of pocket. So, oh, wow. Wow. I'm all for it. All right. But okay, well, J two. Uh, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the NBA playoffs. Oh, the playoffs! That's gonna be awesome. Uh, I guarantee, because I have a lot to say, and I know you have a lot to say. Yes, absolutely. So, for context, um, we are recording this on the Thursday after Game Three of the Finals. Yep. The, Epic Game 3 of the finals. Um, Which is, what, the second epic game of this entire playoff? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Celtics and Wizards being the first. Um, But, yeah, here's where we are. We're almost at the end of this. I mean, it very well could end tomorrow on June 9th. Which, if that's the case, then the LeBron apocalypse begins. (laughs) And I'm looking so for it's the only apocalypse that I'm actually looking forward to. But the Bronpocalypse? Yeah, the Bronpocalypse is gonna be awesome. I mean, I, today it kind of got started and we've been roasting them. But it, let's take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about the the playoffs. Like, why yeah. are the playoffs so boring this year? Because at the beginning of the year there were only two teams that mattered, and those same two teams just skated through all the way there was a complete lack of drama and I personally don't have much of a problem with it because even though you know we could have very well had all these game sevens (laughs) but we still would have ended up in this place right I mean at the beginning of the year and I tell people the NBA has always had an issue as far as parity is concerned you know, people are talking about, well, why isn't it like the good old days and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And then I'm like, okay, rein it back in. Like the, the good old days back when it was just the Celtics and the Lakers winning? Thank you. Or yes. the good old days when it was just the Bulls or the Rockets winning? Exactly. I mean, it, it, the NBA is a history of, has a history of dynasties. Celtics, Lakers, Pistons, Bulls, the Rockets twice yep. in between that. Then it became Lakers again, Spurs. Celtics came back for that small window 
and then it was Miami, and now we're at Cleveland and Golden State. I mean, the 76ers got one in there somewhere. I think Milwaukee got one or something like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it, nobody – it's a 30-team league, and only – maybe 10 teams legitimately matter or even did anything and 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 you know yes you're absolutely right only 10 teams matter but how many make the playoffs is it 16 six that's the other problem <laughs> lord more than more than half of the league is making the playoffs and then it is at that point it just becomes you know the playoffs were a formality that's the best thing i can come up with as far as describing what it is it just hit me it was a formality it's just something that we had to do to get to where we wanted to be and in that sense I guess it's like dating it's something you gotta do to get to where you want to be as far as marriage but we, we start the playoffs off now the first round honestly is my favorite round of the play because because you're going to see a team first of all you're going to see a matchup that's not going to matter at the end so in that vacuum you can actually enjoy it and one of those series that I enjoyed was uh, Milwaukee versus Toronto uh, okay. that, that was my first time really getting to look at um, Giannis I cannot pronounce his <laughs> last name I'm not even, I was going to try it and then I just chickened out uh, but he was sensational against Toronto, and I wish he had won because Toronto just went on and just folded against the Cavaliers in yeah. the next round. Yeah. But they're pointless. Get them out of here. I mean, and I'm not saying that because it's a Canadian-based team. I mean, Canada <laughs> can ball, obviously, but get them out of here, man. Just blow that team up. They're they're nothing. And and on the other side, you had the Wizards, who had a, a great year. Um, I mean, the first round was really, you know, it was really entertaining. Even though the Cavaliers swept the Pacers, that's one of the most difficult sweeps I've seen a team earn in a while. Is there Even, a, a difficult sweep, really? Yeah, yeah, it's such thing as difficult sweep. Okay. Um. And then, I mean, it looked like, you know, maybe the Pacers could pull it off until you realize they're playing with Paul George. And, I mean, he's just Paul George. Mm -hmm. He's a great player, but, well, no, I'm not even going to say great. He's just really good. (laughs) And I got more to say about him as as we go along. On our journey through the playoffs, but yeah, he's 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 all right. Whatever. Yeah. Well, like like naturally, naturally, just because of geographic location, my two teams are Memphis and New Orleans. That makes sense. You I know, mean, that's fair. Like, yeah, I, I don't think any, either one of them is going to do that well anytime soon. But it was nice getting to watch Memphis in the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, it's one of those teams, those rumble tumble teams that you like. But then they always ran against the Spurs before they ran against a team that they actually matched up well mm. with, and and you know they end up getting bounced. And then you had OKC when they had um, Durant and Westbrook together. Yep. And shout out to Russell Westbrook for not complaining and not getting down about losing the second best player in the league from his team and still getting these guys back averaging a triple double no less uh, getting them back to the playoffs then he went against James Harden and James Harden 
you know, they were able to move on because their team was flat out better. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rockets were a good. They're a good team. They, they were. Oh, but they choked. Oh, they choked. They died. <laughs> <laughs> right there in the middle of the court, they just collapsed. And I mean, it it was Harden one of those things. specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of looking forward to them going against the Golden State Warriors because I thought maybe they had enough firepower to at least make it interesting, not win, but just make it interesting. But yeah. he's somebody else that you got to get out of here too. Like he's <laughs> he's really good, but I mean that's about it. That's what we are. But I'm a Bulls fan. Grew okay. up loving Michael Jordan. They were fun to watch, at least. So let's get to that. <laughs> the Boston Celtics going in, I said the Boston Celtics is one of the worst number one seeds I've ever seen with an undersized superstar and, you know, a pretty good core, but they have a great coach. And I'm looking at my Bulls team, and I mean, we struggled to even make the playoffs. But once we were in, I'm like, you can take these guys. Not these guys, you can take. It's no problem. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, I got Rajon Rondo, and I have a very old Dwayne Wade, physically old. And I'm like, okay, we got this. Then we take those first couple of games, and, you know, we establish ourselves as looking real good and doing all this. Then. Breaking news: Rajon Rondo is hurt. Yep. Like crap. We go. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and like, and like, I am the first person to complain that there are no upsets in basketball. That was definitely going to be one. And, and and I was so excited because this that would be a, a one eight. That'd be an eight one upset. Like exactly. A, a round one upset. And then we get there, and he's injured, and then the team just. I mean, you know, he more than anybody wanted to be. The Celtics, for obvious reason, <laughs> and then he hurt, he gets hurt, and we just collapse and just you know the Celtics move forward. And I got some friends that are Celtics fan that are probably going to listen to this, and I'm going to hear about it when this is put up. But you all knew that you all weren't going to beat us. Get over <laughs> it. Get past it. Okay. I mean, we were just going to win and move on. As simple as that. But you know, it is what it is, and the playoffs continue to unfold and. Yeah, we got all the teams that didn't matter out the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of teams that didn't matter, uh, I really liked watching. Let's see, I, I liked watching Jazz. Yeah, that was that was an interesting series. Uh, I, I liked watching the Wizards, and I liked watching the Celtics. Okay, of the okay. teams that don't matter. Yeah, of the team. Uh, well, here's the thing about the Celtics. With their off season, they're getting ready to have because they got the number one pick. They do, which was funny as hell to me. <laughs> How they got it is really, really it's funny. A, it's an embarrassment of riches, <laughs> and you know the fact that they got the first round draft uh, pick coming up. I think they expected to get Fultz, which I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to, but I know he's pretty good, and um. I mean, of course, they're going to stay away from LeVar Ball. Please let L.A. have him because that's going to be great and hilarious next season. Oh, have yeah. LeVar Ball be this eye of Sauron over his son <laughs> when he's in L.A. That's going to be awesome. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as far as what we're, we're 
get him with the Celtics, they're going to be really good because people are suggesting, hey, everyone needs to, you know, team up with LeBron and stuff and and I'll touch a little bit on this later. I'm thinking that teams are going to start to join together to beat LeBron and keep him from getting to the finals altogether. And the Celtics is the closest one to being able to do that. They're, they can get Gordon Hayward from Utah, mm-hmm. use that draft pick either to trade or, you know, keep it and do something else and maybe get Paul George out there or something. And they'll be right in. Um, but yeah, the the Utah defensively, Utah just was so good. But they ran into the equivalent of a of a buzzsaw, essentially with Golden State. Yeah, yeah. And and it was I felt bad for Utah honestly because they fought hard every game, and then it just wasn't enough. They were still losing by ten and fifteen. And stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, that stuff was really fun. Then we get to the conference finals, and I mean, feel free to start off on that because it's just a formality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, the the playoffs as a whole have just been boring because everyone knows the trilogy was coming. Yeah. Whether you wanted it or not. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't care what your team is. It's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors, period. We knew what it was going to be the day Durant signed that contract. We No. We, well, we knew the outcome when he signed the contract. We knew that they were going to meet again this year as soon as Cleveland won last year. <sighs> to be fair, I would have given the Spurs a shot last year. At the end, as good as they were, seventy three and nine is very impressive. I would have given the Spurs a shot. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, it would have been easy for me to pick them at the beginning of the year, but it, it wasn't with absolute certainty. You didn't know until you know Durant came out. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I am, um, oh, Firestorm." <laughs> From the Justice League, and I'm joining the Justice League. So here we go, and then we get the Justice League versus the Avengers to put it in geek terms because you know I know you I know what the show is about. <laughs> that's basically what we got. And can you imagine like being and, and, James? Like I'm sorry, like saying yeah. Justice League versus the uh, the Avengers is not even fair. <laughs> and, and, like, and like we can. We, we can jump all the way into the, the finals now if, if that's where we want to go. Because it's clearly not that set up. Yeah, it's, that was not. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the Justice League versus the X-Men. Yeah, that's what it's or, or, or the Inhumans. Yeah, I'm at the Teen Titans. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is where we're at because... Okay, yeah. So, so let's get into this. So let's, let's go back a little bit. Last season, you're like, Okay, when I first got to Cleveland, I went. I ran into a, a Golden State Warriors team that was up and coming, and they, you know, that time was here, and I didn't have love, and Kyrie got hurt, and I was just out here by myself doing my thing, and we lost in six games. Yep. Then we fast forward to the next year. It's seventy three and nine. My legacy is being questioned. <laughs> Nobody expects me to beat these guys. They get up three to freaking one, and then Draymond 
already with a, a reputation as a dirty player does something after I uh, provoked him and you know I got the call to get suspended now granted I would have given them the excuse for the game immediately after but after that the dubs did fold they <laughs> should have won they ended up losing a 3-1 lead and then you're LeBron you go home you've won the championship you've done the right thing You've avenged your own sin. You're the prodigal son at this point. You're the, you're the, the hero of Cleveland. I mean, for they're, generations they're, to come. They threw the greatest parade of all time, let them tell it. And you know what sickened me about Cleveland winning? What's that? When I was looking at that 30 for 30 about the land. Oh, is it called? It was uh, Believe Land? Yeah, believe landed. Then I saw the end of it, and then got to the LeBron part, and and I I like villains. I always have, <laughs> and I just thought it was funny their plight when he left, and I was like, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy with this ending because they're depressed. And then after LeBron wins, they was like, oh, we're gonna give you the extended cut. And then I saw it, and right before the finals began, I saw that extended cut again, and it sickened me to my stomach. I, I and I, I I know the thirty for thirty you're you're talking about and like I teared up like the the, the father and his son like it's trash. watching it and I was like oh my god this is I, there's nothing I love watching more than grown ass men crying over sports shit I looked at that crap <laughs> and I said I hope the Dubs beat them in four I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking, but apparently I should have wished for other things because wishes do come true. And (laughs) obviously, but we get to it and then I'm on the Internet and people are like Cavs in six, Cavs in seven. And I'm like, what in the hell have you all been watching all year? I've seen I mean, you're, you're getting back to what I was getting to. You got. LeBron sitting down and he's conquered all of his enemies at this point. There's no way anybody's going to mess with the team that I put together. And then you turn on ESPN and you see Kevin Durant say, I can't do it with Russell Westbrook, but I can do it with Stephen Curry. <laughs> a 73 and 9 team, I can get it done. And you, as, as LeBron James, have to be beside yourself. At that point, it's like, I'm chasing Jordan. What the hell is going on? <laughs> and on the flip side, if you're the Dubs, you know you gave up that 3-1 lead. And then you see someone else who gave up a 3-1 lead on you say, hey, even if we made it, we probably wouldn't have beat them either. But you know what? Together we can beat them. And they sign the contract and all of a sudden you have the Justice League or, you know, depending on how you're looking at it, the Legion of Doom. The Legion of what? Doom. Yeah, that is much more appropriate because, <laughs> like, you said it that yourself. He's the second best player in the league. Yeah. And, the, the, like, the Warriors already had two of the top probably 15 players in the league. It, easily. Easily. Yeah. And without him, they get together. Yeah, exactly. They get together, and their whole mission. It's two missions, but they all had the same path. Oh well, they both had the same path. The mission of KD is to hey, I need a ring. 
because if I don't get a ring, they're going to target me on all of social media. And for the rest of my days, I'm going to be Charles Barkley. I'm going to be Patrick Ewing. I'm going to be all these players who didn't get a ring when the best player was out getting rings. That's his mission to be vindicated. And the thing is, is uh, sure, you know, if, if that's your mission, great, whatever. Th- this is not vindication. You you jumped on a train that was already going <laughs> where you wanted to go, and you threw more coal into the like into the engine. That's it. Let's get it. And then on the other side, you got the Warriors who are like, we were supposed to be the greatest team of all time. We had them down three one, and we collapsed. And we we want to beat the hell out of them the next time we see them. And both of these guys are steamrolling to the finish line. And, whoa, boy, you could feel the hate once they got there. Game one of the finals, mm-hmm. I felt it the whole time. It was personal. And <laughs> for the first time ever, I felt sorry for LeBron. And you should. You every, everyone should feel sorry for LeBron right now. <laughs> he he was playing a great game. He was he matter of fact he's been great all postseason. Yes. And he was just playing his heart out. And I'm looking at how he's drenched in sweat. And then you look over at the Golden State Warriors, and these guys are still playing like it's the third quarter. Yeah. And they're in the fourth. They're going up by twenty or whatever. And you're looking at the stats, and I remember seeing those stats, how many assists they had, how many uh, turnovers they caused on Cleveland's team. They just decimated them from the opening whistle to the end. Just destroyed them. And like, you, you see that, and you're like, okay, well, here's what the Cavs need to do to play better. Here's what they need to focus on. They can't run with the dubs. There's no way they're no, going to slow you know, the game down. Better. You think all of a sudden all of us are ESPN experts, right? Right. Like, but the thing is, is the experts were telling us it was going to be close when it, it was oh, yeah, obvious that it wasn't going to be. It, and, and man, it, there's a uh, and I kind of started to talk to you about this before we got on. It's a little sports group that I'm a part of. It's on Facebook and it, it's pretty funny. You know, we all have a good time. And we give each other a hard time because there are so many LeBron fans in there. And you had these LeBron fans that had these unreasonable, uh, well, not unreasonable, unconscionable reasons for <laughs> picking the Cavs. And we're like, are you serious? Like, do you not realize who Kevin Durant is? Do you not realize who Stephen Curry is? Yeah. And it, it just, it, it became, it's an embarrassment of riches on Golden State's end, but I mean, it was too much. In the first game, the Cavaliers actually kept it close in the beginning, then all of a sudden they they just collapsed. The Warriors had 12 steals on them, and they caused 20 turnovers yeah. against Cleveland. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure Steph Curry and Klay Thompson broke a sweat in the second half of the first and second games. Oh, they didn't at all. And I mean, LeBron James had 28 points, 15 rebounds, and eight assists. And Kevin Love had 15. Kyrie Irving had 24. And then nobody else had anything. <laughs> it's pretty much what happened. Yeah. 
And then you go to Golden State, and Golden State just killed them. Durant had 38. Curry had 28. Klay Thompson had six. So, you know, you wouldn't think that that was that bad. But then you look at the final score, and it was 113 to 91. Yeah, yeah, it's because everyone was scoring. Exactly. So you get to to the end of that game, and you're like, okay, it can't get any worse than this, right? (laughs) Like, Like, this is game two. This is the matchup that we've been waiting for. And I'm, you know, thinking, okay, I I said if Cleveland were to do anything, you know, it would be close, but the game said that the Doves are going to win were going to be blowouts. That was my assumption. We get to game two. Cleveland is coming out fired up. First three quarters, they look fine. Yep. And then in the, third, in the fourth quarter, it just blew up the hill. Okay, so they caused 20 turnovers. This time it was flipped. They caused 20 turnovers by the Warriors. The Warriors out rebounded them 53 to 41. 53 to 41, dude. Yeah. But here's where it killed them the Warriors made 18 threes. <laughs> you caused 20 turnovers and lost by 19. 132 to 113. Watching that second game, I was like. Did nobody at, at, at any point during like practice say we should probably not let Steph Curry have open threes, <laughs> like uncontested well open threes? But this is the beauty of Golden State and why. You remember NBA Street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember Game Breakers? No. The Game Breakers is what you you got to just turn the tide of the game. Okay. It was either a shot or a dunk. Kevin Durant is a walking game breaker. That's true. And last year, if you look at how Cleveland defended uh, Golden State, they knew if we can hold either either hold Stephen Curry from getting out of control, or we can contain Clay Thompson, we got a shot. You can cheat and double up Stephen Curry. Yeah. You can rough him up a little bit, and you know you can do things you, that because he's the main threat. And even if he wasn't the main threat, you could do things with Clay Thompson and get away with it. Here's the problem: you can't double anyone on Golden State. No, no, especially not with 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 uh, with Durant there. Like it's over. Yeah, like you can shut down Curry all day, but you still have the second best player on the team or in the league on the team. Right, and all of a sudden, Stephen Curry is not the best player on his team, and he's okay with that. That's the other part that's scary. <laughs> he's okay with not being the best guy on the team. And then, you know, you look at the stat line, James uh, LeBron had a triple-double. Guess who else had a triple-double? Stephen Curry. Like, what do you do? <laughs> what are you supposed to do in this situation? Then people were talking about Kyrie was letting him down, Iman Shumpert, J.R. Smith didn't score anything at all. I don't even know why they resigned him because nobody wanted him in the first place. And Kevin Love is still playing his heart out, and people were trying to blame him somehow for it. I'm like, get out of here. No, no. <laughs> and then, so... We're heading back to the land. Everything this 30 for 30 was all about. <laughs> and they're believing and they're telling LeBron, it's okay. We're going to do this. I'm looking at ESPN. And I knew that 
I should have known how this game was going to go when Chris Broussard, who has loved LeBron James as if he was his cousin, (laughs) got on TV and he was like, you guys know I love LeBron, right? In front of Cleveland's fan base. He said, you guys know I love LeBron. They're cheering and all this crap. I believe this is on uh, Undisputed, which is Skip Bayless' new show. And Chris Broussard said, with all that being said, you guys are going to get swept. Here's where it's funny. The Cleveland fans didn't even boo him hard. <laughs> it was like they had already accepted this. They're like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, we're going to try, it, it, but it, it's over. And we get to game three and all the experts. Yeah, Cleveland's going to win tonight. You know, they have to and, and make this a series again. And then it you got the opening tip off and LeBron is out there with all this energy. And I'm going to tell you what was scary. What's what's just scared the hell out of anybody who's not a fan of Golden State. Clay Thompson had 16. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant and Curry were conceding the ball to him. Yeah, They were still getting theirs, but they were like, we're going to play it back. He's the hot man right now. We're going to let him do his thing. And I'm looking at LeBron, and LeBron's played most of the first quarter, and then later on in most of the first half, and they sit him down. Do you know what happened immediately after he said? Oh, yeah, they, like, Golden State scored, what, eight? He, when he left the game, it was one point lead, I believe, (laughs) out Golden State. Golden State made it a 10-point lead in the time that he was sitting down. He didn't sit down long. I think it was a couple minutes, if I'm not mistaken. If I I remember, it was was right before halftime. Yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was a 10-point lead. And then you look at the stat line at halftime. Cleveland had played the best game they had played the entire time, and they were still losing. Yeah, yeah. And 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 LeBron's just over there on the on the side, going, I can't, like I can't leave y'all can't in do- here for just a second. <laughs> like I gotta take a shit. <laughs> like shit, man. Like what the hell do you want me to do? I can't save everybody. And he's sitting there, and, and I mean, they come out, and then the third quarter starts, and I'm at this point, I'm not laying down. I, I was watching in my room, and I'm just all into it, just focused. And then I just, you know, as you're looking at the game, you just notice things. Every time Cleveland did something, even if it looked like they were going on a little run, Golden State would hit a three. Yep. Take the crowd right back out of it. Yep. Or they make a big play or Kevin Durant will have a dunk. So Kevin Durant freaking peers in the third quarter. And I'm looking online and the LeBron fans that I haven't seen for a couple of days that I was going to put an APB out, they're back. <laughs> and they're so happy and they're like, yeah, the greatest of all time. And I'm going to get to that greatest of all time part. Oh my God! I got a life about it. <laughs> well, but, it, it, it also helps that Kyrie was on fire in the third quarter. Exactly. So you got all of these crap going on, but they don't want to acknowledge Kyrie. It's all LeBron, LeBron James. It got us in here, and the land is woke, and we're doing all of this stuff. And the whole time I'm watching, and I'm like, I had a, one of my friends. I think it was Walt, and um, 
I texted him and I was like, is it just me or is Golden State not worried? Like they had this poise about them. And then you get to the fourth and Cleveland opens this thing up. And here's the thing. I don't know if they took the lead in the fourth or if it was the third, but I do remember this. And here's another sign. I've already given you like six signs that I should have known what was about to happen. <laughs> but the other sign was, and I believe it was either Stan Van or Mark Jackson. And one of them said this, but they were like, this is Cleveland's first lead outside of the first quarter in this entire series. Yes, yes I, I, I remember hearing that. Are you shitting me? Yeah. These are professionals. <laughs> and you're telling me <laughs> that Golden State was never in danger? Are you are you kidding me? So I'm looking at it, and then they say that, and then Cleveland wakes up. And then I look at the score, and I'm like, okay, are they up by 10? No, they were just up by 5. And I'm like, okay, the crowd is trying to get into this, and you're looking at the game unfold, and then you start to notice the Cavaliers, when they score, they're giving out twice as much energy yeah. as when Golden State scores, and Golden State is scoring quick. And like I said, it's not even about them hitting all their shots. It, they're they're hitting good shots. They're getting good looks. They're not just jacking up anything. And they paced themselves, and they were like, you know, this lead is not out of hand. We can just score and just make sure we keep up, and we can conserve ourselves because they're wasting a lot more energy defending our number two defense. That's another thing that's not fair about this. Golden State has the number one offense and the number two defense in the league. Yeah. So Cleveland is like 22nd in defense. They're doing whatever they want. And then... (laughs) And then, you know, Cleveland gets up and and LeBron James just starts being LeBron James. LeBron is a facilitator. Scottie Pippen said it today. LeBron is not the same kind of player that Michael Jordan was. He's a facilitator first. He gets his guys involved. Michael Jordan is the guy that you want to take in the last second shot. But LeBron is going to pass to the guy that's going to take the last second shot. And that's fine. That is. But I don't agree with that when I'm seeing LeBron James um, damn near get to the hoop, can dunk it, or do a layup, and then he's kicking it back out for three, but he's up by seven. And I was looking at him, and I was like, they haven't gone into a, a full panic, but they are panicking because they know they don't have a lot of gas left, and they still are going against someone who's damn near seven feet tall on the other side. <laughs> And can it has Kevin Durant has what I call video game range, where he can just shoot it from the 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 um, emblem in the middle of the floor and make it like, no problem. Okay, a few things about Kevin Durant. One, why is he shaped like a character that you create in like a Saints Row game? <laughs> like like his arms are too skinny for his body and his legs are way like I feel like someone's just gonna bump him and he's gonna break in half. But yet he breaks you in half. Yeah, instead. yeah. It, 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 except he just gets out of the way and dunks it. Like, it, and, and two, why does his beard point forward? I don't like know. Snidely it's Whiplash or, or, or something. It kind of looks. It, it almost looks like you know, like the uh, when someone does like a cartoon. You remember him from Powerpuff Girls? No. 
uh, he looks like the devil, basically. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Kevin Durant He has Kevin a very evil-looking beard. <laughs> He's very sinister. I mean, he was a villain the whole time, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant was always going to turn heel. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, you know, we get back to the the game or whatever and also his dunk is vicious it's like deceptively vicious because he's seven feet and he raises his arm so high in the air you it, it almost looks cartoonish like NBA street or something <laughs> he just drops it straight down but the funny part is it's like it's almost like his his feet never leave the floor it's like he just stretched out and <laughs> leaned forward and dunk and that's how it looks when we give him the rent you know dunk to he's, like, he's like black mr fantastic <laughs> he's, he's awesome <laughs> now he's my favorite player because he's black mr fantastic <laughs> but anyway so i'm looking at this and I'm looking at Kevin Durant, who disappeared in the third quarter. All of a sudden, he's taking over the game. And then you realize why they brought him in. Kevin Durant is a glorified insurance policy. He's the leader of the team. He's going to win the finals MVP, no doubt. But he's a glorified insurance policy. LeBron can't defend him any longer. He could the first time they went against each other in the finals. But LeBron cannot defend him any longer. Here's the thing about Kevin Durant. This gets us to the end of the game. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to stop you right there. Keep that in mind. I disagree that LeBron can't defend him. LeBron can't defend him in the fourth quarter after having to defend (laughs) all of the Warriors through quarters one through three. Yeah, you, you ever play NBA 2K and you just keep, like, if you're playing the My Career mode and you just panic, if you're down by like 10 and you know you can't switch players in My Career, so you're just running all over the court just defending everybody <laughs> and trying to get a steal or something. That's what LeBron's looking like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the end. And yes, LeBron is tired. Granted, LeBron is a great player. I'm not taking anything from him. But. He makes it pass to Cal Corver, and Cal Corver, I mean, he hit a couple, but he was not about to hit that shot. He, he had he shot better, they would have won that game. And here comes the brain for it. Cal Corver misses. They get the rebound. They pass it right to Durant. This is how you know LeBron was exhausted. LeBron's back was to Durant. He turned and saw him coming. And Durant just pulls up on him. LeBron just raised his hand. He didn't jump with him or anything. He just raised his hand and just maybe I can disrupt him. Here's what's disrespectful about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is almost seven feet and has the audacity to jump when he shoots. What are you jumping for? What are you jumping for? Like, what, what more do you need? And then he leans forward in order to try and get you to foul him. And he makes the shot. Sergio, I swear, as soon as I saw him get the ball and he was trotting up the court, I knew he was about to hit that shot. He didn't even pull up yet. I mean, I mean as soon as he let go with the ball in the back of my mind, I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's over. This is done deal. And then I, I had no doubt that they weren't going to come back. The uh, Cavaliers, I was like, this. he ripped their heart out. Matter of fact, I made a post in the third quarter. When Cleveland finally went up, I was like, if the Dubs come back, that's going to be devastating. Yeah. And it, it, remember it, last it, year when, when LeBron did the block? Yes. And, 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 it, and, and it just mentally 
like destroyed the Warriors, Indeed. that three was the equivalent last night. And he hits that three and he just has this sinister look on his face because he's the villain that we always know he was. It was him the whole time. <laughs> and LeBron, you know, he has this defeated look. And during the post game, uh, somebody asked him about it. It was like, why didn't you play better defense? And LeBron was like, well, first of all, shut up. <laughs> Secondly, I've been playing this entire game. And I know, and this, you know, just shows how much of a student of the game he is. He said he knew Kevin Durant was getting ready to shoot because he tails when he, with his dribble. It's like a stutter that he does before he pulls up. And then he was like, okay, I, I already knew the shot was coming. But I also knew that he was going to lean forward because when he shoots that shot, he leans. I didn't want to jump, foul a great shooter, and possibly give up a four-point play. To him, it's a smart basketball play. Yeah. He like the other thing is, you know, at that point, it, it, like, what can you do? He, that's basically what LeBron said. What was I supposed to do? I, I mean, I can't. Ju- he's jumping in there. He's already seven feet out. <laughs> he's jumping in there. There's nothing I can do. But like, like he, he's I, jumping. I'm literally getting sued by an insurance company right now. Exactly. Get off my back. So LeBron is like. Looking at him, and I'm thinking to myself, as the the play is going on, LeBron should have fouled her before he even tried to pull up because you're up by two. The worst that can happen is that he hits his two, you all sit up, go ahead and try and get a, a quick shot off. And if you miss it, you get back on defense. Hopefully they miss it. You go in overtime. You gave up the whole three. No problems. Now you ha- you're playing from behind again. Mm-hmm trying to figure out what the hell to do to get back into this. You pass it to LeBron and no, it, that wasn't a play. I can't even remember what the play was, but I know they ended up having to foul uh, Curry, I believe, and send him to the Which line. isn't always a mistake. Yeah, always. Man, you, you ain't going to win like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the end and when LeBron got the ball, no knock against LeBron, I knew it was it was over. When he got the ball, I'm like, he's either going to get stripped or he's going to miss. He got stripped and stepped out of bounds. And I mean, the rest is history. And now you're down. Instead of going in 2-1, you're down 3-0. So, you know, at this point, we got to look ahead to game four. Do we? Oh, yeah. Is it, oh, I'm here for is, 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 is it a blowout? Yeah. They're demoralized. They're done. Like they're, done. Like, like, the, like they're not even going to try to try to play to, to, to make to make it sixteen and one. Here's the thing that and here's why I believe that it's really over. But if they were gonna get up to play, you know, it would be for this reason too. They asked Clay Thompson, well hey, are you guys gonna take it easy the next game and try and win it back in in uh San Francisco or Oakland or wherever Golden <laughs> State is. It's it's California. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm here in Oakland, but somebody said something about San Francisco or something. Or was that when Shaq made a mistake and thought he was in San Francisco? I think that's what. No, it was. no, I think they're building a new arena in San Francisco. Ah, okay, okay. So you're telling me the Warriors and the Raiders are going to leave Oakland? That's fantastic. Anyway, so they asked Clay Thompson, "Is you know, are you all going to try and do it back there?" And Clay, 
looked at him with the most sinister look on his face, and he was like, no, we're finishing it here. We're going to win it right here in their face. Jesus Christ. We're, we're doing this. Like, the goal is we don't want to play another game. We're ready to go home. We're, we're about to accomplish our goal. And it gets back to my earlier point. The whole purpose of this exercise was so not only could Golden State beat them, Golden State wants to destroy them. And that's and it's personal. It's beyond personal between these two teams at this point. And then they want to do it in front of those Cleveland fans, just like they did it the first time a couple years ago. They want that ring. And you know how to make 3-1 jokes stop? <laughs> By you sweeping sweep, the same team next you year. You sweep that same team the next year. And now any idiot that makes a 3-1 joke they can't say the thing because all you have to do is respond with sweet. No, it's the, no, you're wrong. Like it bullshit. Like ah. adding Durant to that team is the equivalent of just putting them all on steroids. Well, that's fine, but it's, it, it's LeBron been asterisk, first. asterisk in, in 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 the record book. No asterisk. asterisk. It was yeah. fair. It, it was within bounds. The three one jokes are done to me. They're dead to me. You know what else is dead? The greatest of all time conversation. I, I, well, I don't like that conversation. Just I mean, nobody does. I like it. It's crazy. <clears throat> it, it, it's absurd. You got two different eras for one thing. Yeah, it's a different style of basketball. And look, Jordan, even taking what Jordan took roughly four years off the first time he. Uh, retired early and the second time he retired early because in the 90s he could have kept going yeah just imagine and, a world where michael jordan has eight rings well you know not only i think he would have had 10 to be fair i truly do believe he would have had 10 he would have won against those rockets teams and he would have won against who uh i see the spurs were one of those teams and i believe yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the Spurs is one of those teams and the Lakers were the other one, or maybe the Lakers and somebody else, I can't remember. But he would have beaten one of those both of those teams as well, in my estimation. At worst he's nine and one. So hmm. do you know what would have happened if LeBron if Jordan stayed? He would have had the same stats that LeBron has right now. Except his finals record would have been better. Yeah. And for him to accomplish that and essentially took four years off, he was a monster. You know what I mean? But the the greatest precedent that he set was the six rings. Even though Bill Russell has 11, even though Robert Ory has seven, whatever. The greatest precedent that Jordan set is six rings. If you don't get those six, in a lot of people's estimation, you shouldn't be you know even considered – for greatest of all time, even if you've lost in the finals, because Kobe has lost, but a lot of people consider him maybe the second best and maybe even the best. Three and four was already rough as far as a finals record. Three and five, <laughs> playing in the league, what, he's at 12 years now, 12 or 14, oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And dude, and then you got this team that it came together to stop your ring count, which is evil. <laughs> it's evil, but also it has to be taken into consideration. Like, 
you, you literally have teams preparing for you. True. True. And then here's why I think those old guys are so mad about these teams. You know, these guys teaming up together. They probably mad because they didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what? We could have, we could have stopped joining if we just teamed up together. We're a bunch of idiots, <laughs> you know? And, you, you know, they had to come together. They felt like it because of the, it's a reaction. The Celtics kind of did this first. When they came together, LeBron joined Miami as a reaction to that. And then the Spurs decimated that team. LeBron joined the Cavs as a reaction to that failure. Now he knows how to win. He can beat people. And then, you know, he has to play against Golden State. His people get hurt. He comes back again. And he gets the Cavaliers to sign some guys that never should have been signed and he think he has the answers and then Kevin Durant is like okay yeah if I got past Golden State I don't think I would have beat that Cleveland team and then Golden State is like well if we had you we definitely wouldn't have lost to them of course not and then they came together and now for the next three years three to four years barring any catastrophic injuries you're looking at Golden State making it yeah yeah you're right and and, 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 th- and that, it's not going to destroy basketball, but right now the NBA is on a hot streak where the games are better, th- like the, the the teams are more tr- uh, exciting, the like mm-hmm. the Twitter beef is real, like yeah, the NBA is on fire, and having Golden State just constantly winning everything will hurt that. Well, I've said it straight up. Kevin Durant broke the NBA. Yes. It's broken. It's a a broken product. And people are like CP3, uh, well, Chris Paul. um, But he'll go to San Antonio. And, you know, they'll (laughs) and and, and San Antonio. And... He'll go over there and San Antonio will play well. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the third. He's my third best player in the league. Some people have him second, and that's fair too. But what they what they all have, I mean, it'll be a good nucleus. But that firepower that Golden State has is, is unmatched. Like, it's nothing a lot of people can do against that. And somebody said, well, what can LeBron do? to keep up with his team because he's stuck with Cleveland. Like at this point, the only thing they would be able to do is trade for someone. And there's nobody out there that would eat that he could trade for or get, cause he's a GM. So yeah, I'm saying he could trade That's for true. that would equal what goes. Somebody said something about like trading Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony, please. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony plays no defense. He doesn't want to even he's be a, in the league anymore. Do you know who he would have to guard? Do you know who he would have to guard if he went over there? He'd have to guard Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's going to light him up for 50 every time they go against each other. Every time. Okay. And out be Bowder. Okay. Okay. It's, okay. So so let's 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 throw some some un un unprobabilities here. Of course. I don't I, I don't <laughs> so know anything about basketball for. positions and who plays what. So yeah. let's just ignore that. Cavaliers plus James Harden. They got a chance? 
they got a better chance, but then we just saw James Harden disappear completely. Um, That's always a possibility with him. Cavaliers plus Russell Westbrook. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> that is a start. Here's what it would. Here's what's needed. <laughs> and I came up with this. It, again, it's an improbability. LeBron James would have to get Chris Paul. He would have to get Paul George together. Then he would have to go to the Spurs with both of them. <laughs> And play with Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich as their coach. Then they'd beat the Golden State Warriors. But catch this. Then it would take seven games. And an overtime. And then he can go to the East. I mean, he can go to the finals and he can go ahead and win and get another ring. But that's what it would take. That's how talented this team is. Because you need you need a team that can that all the players can defend one-on-one. If you don't have that, Golden State is a problem. It's a legitimate problem because you can't double. You can't do anything. And coaches, you know, as good as Greg Popovich is, even if Kawhi Leonard was healthy, Golden State would have beat him anyway. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. If if anything, we just wouldn't be having the conversation, uh, like the 16-0 conversation. Yeah, which would be awesome. If they go 16, I like seeing history. That's why I love the cat, the uh, Cubs winning the World Series last year. I just like seeing stuff like that. And um, but I mean, that's what it would take. This team is going to be a, a dominant team if they stay healthy and if their egos don't get in the way. Yeah, and they and, can, and I think Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he's really good at making sure that doesn't happen. Exactly. He's a good manager. He's not the best coach by any means, but neither was Phil Jackson. They're great managers of egos. And if you can manage your superstar's ego and get them to buy into your system, get them to work together, you can get things done. But I promise you, well, number one, next year, I think Boston is going to catch up with Cleveland. I think they're going to eliminate Cleveland. I think this game here is the last time we're going to see Cleveland in the finals. I could be wrong and I'll happily come back on the show and admit that I was wrong. (laughs) I think this is the last time we see Cleveland in the finals. And here's why. LeBron is going to leave again. (laughs) How many years do you have left? Like two? This is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Next year is the last year or whatever, and they're probably going to you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink in to try and, and overcome the doves, and it's going to be too much again. And LeBron is going to leave, but the interesting thing is if he's not going to the Wizards or maybe to Boston, then he's going to have to go out west. Yeah. And the rumor right now is is that the Lakers want him. Of course the Lakers he want wants him. And he wants to go to them. And the reason why this makes sense is because LeBron has a production company. He wants to get in the movies. Okay. What, what, uh, no. I, it, <laughs> I, I'm fine with him getting into movies, and I'm fine with him moving to L.A., but I would much rather him be a Clipper. Of course you Everyone would much rather be. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Clippers. <laughs> You had your chance. Get out of here. 
Doc Rivers is the most overrated player of the last 10 years. Okay. Of the last 10 years, maybe even longer. I'm not player. I'm sorry, coach. Okay. He's the most overrated coach of the last 10 years because anybody could have coached a Boston team. My problem with him is how are you as a coach, and I know Phil Jackson did this with Kobe, they beefed or whatever, but you couldn't even manage the beef within your locker room, and then you're going back and forth with Rajon Rondo. And, you know, he, he was a great talent at that time, and he's still a great talent. And he he's he just gets away with so much. He gave his son a job. His son is not that good at basketball. And he just threw him right in there and yeah. had him trying to play hero ball at one point with the Clippers. You got freaking Blake Griffin. You got CP3. And you got DeAndre Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan is not the greatest offensive player, but CP3 makes him look like a, look like a threat. You have all these... All this talent. You have all this stuff. And you're nothing. You can't make it out of the second round? You're nothing. Yeah. You can't do anything. And I'm like, and he's still going to have his job. And eh, times are hard. I'm not lobbying for anybody to get fired. But it's not working. They're not doing anything. They're getting ready to blow the Clippers up. I think Blake Griffin may end up either in the real LA team, the Lakers, or he's going to end up in the East with either the Wizards or the Boston Celtics in the attempt to take out LeBron. But that team is a wrap and they did nothing. They accomplished nothing there. And that team was supposed to finally be better than the Lakers. To to, to be fair, this is the first time we've ever had a conversation about the Clippers being good in like the history of the Clippers. They get you. You still got a ring. I'm not not saying that they're great, but like this is the first time that we're talking about an LA team that's not the Lakers. I give them credit on that, but that's not that's not uh, freaking what's his name Uh, Doc Rivers doing? No, no, not at all. I mean, it, it started with Blake Griffin, and then they were like. Holy hell, we got a great player. Okay, let's build around it, which is not rocket science. And then when you get rid of the racist owner, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> and the, the floodgates are open at that point. You know, and I like their owner. Uh, what's his name? Bomber? Steve Bomber, yeah. I'm, Steve Bomber. I like Steve Bomber. I, I like his excitement or whatever. You know what? Now that I think about it, if anybody would be able to convince LeBron it would be him absolutely okay okay Anthony Davis plus the Cavs <sighs> you're getting better <laughs> you're getting better because they, they, you neutralized Draymond Green at that point you completely neutralize him like he he's an undersized center slash power forward you get Anthony Davis Anthony Davis can beat him in the post you know just in the paint and he can also take him outside and beat him because he's seven feet you can't block him yeah there's nothing that you can really do it and yeah that would be a good place to start but here's the scary thing if the New Orleans Pelicans get a couple of shooters or just one really good shooting guard or something like that, playing with Cousins and Anthony Davis, they're going to crush people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like the Pelicans are on the way up. They're going to – and if they can wait out Golden State, that's the main thing. 
at this point, you're waiting out Golden State because unless you just have all the money in the world or some kind of fantasy draft coming up that I don't know about, <laughs> Golden State is going to be in the finals for the next three years. Period. And Kevin Durant's probably going to end up He's probably going to end up with four rings. If he doesn't end up with four, it's going to be a team that is assembled mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, sneaks him. It sneaks the Warriors and costs him a ring. But he's, he's, I mean, he was already a surefire Hall of Famer, but now, you know, everything is, is all good with KD. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're, we're at with this. I mean, I didn't care for the NBA season as a whole, but I must say, and I told you know a friend of mine that I just to be clear, I don't care for LeBron. I don't too much care for the Warriors because I believe, like I said, Kevin Durant broke the NBA. But I love watching the Warriors play. It's fun because it's it's so many ways they break people. <laughs> it's like. You think that okay, we keep the game close, we can beat them, but they don't choke. Yeah, yeah, and and they they hit the shots they're supposed to. And and like when you're watching a basketball game, you know what players to watch. Like you're watching Cleveland, you know, watch LeBron, watch Kyrie. They're they're that that's where the ball's going. Like you watch the Warriors, like you can keep your eyes on Curry the whole time, and then suddenly out of left field comes uh, Durant, and oh oh shit. There's a three. Right. It's like you almost forget he's there. They're a ticking time bomb, man. This is essentially what they're like. You're sitting up here and you're focusing on (laughs) – here's what the – just keeping with all our geek analogies tonight. This is the Legion of Doom. Curry is – I don't know. Lex Luthor. (laughs) And – Clay Thompson is the Joker or some crazy crap like that. And, you know, you got Bane out there and you got Gorilla Grodd, as weird as he is. I love Gorilla Grodd, by the way. And I got Injustice 2. He is awesome in that game. <laughs> but you got all this stuff. My fiance got it for me. It, it, I love her to death. Seriously, that game is awesome. But you have all the, you know, this legion of supervillains that's just wrecking shop and then the Justice League comes in and they they defeat them and you know it looks like they got everything in hand and then all of a sudden a boom tube opens and it's dark side but it's not only dark side because this is Kevin Durant it's not only dark side it's dark side fused with Brainiac (laughs) which is the worst version of dark side and then he just starts Omega Beaming, which is the equivalent of that three-pointer that Durant hit. Mm-hmm. There's Omega Beam. <laughs> it's like, what is Justice League supposed to do? And then you end on a cliffhanger where Justice League dies. And that's what the NBA Finals were this year. Yeah. And now it's all hell dark side at this point. I mean, it's... It, Honestly, I would like to say I can't wait until next season, but actually I can. (laughs) (laughs) I don't necessarily need it. One more thing, though. This is our first time talking since the Super Bowl. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Was that not the greatest? That was the greatest Super Bowl. (laughs) 
of all, of time. all time. Like, and I prefaced this last time as a Saints fan. I, I hold a lot of love for the one that we won. <laughs> but watching the Falcons choke so beautifully was, it was oh, the most, man, like, it was palpable. It was the most Falcon thing I've ever seen. <laughs> because if they had gotten in there, and you look at that social media and everybody is already hating um I almost called him the bro, Tom Brady. And he's, Tom is a cheater. You don't have uh, deflate gate on your side at this point. You don't have spy gate on your side. We see, You see what happens when he has to play fairly and all this dumb crap. And then I'm looking at the game and I'm enjoying this so much. And I mean, Atlanta is just plugging away. And <laughs> then it happens. The, the comeback starts. Yeah. They get up 28-3, and that defense just stops the Falcons completely. And it was a thing of beauty. And then I'm still halfway watching the game, and I'm still laughing. But then it all of a sudden, it's 20-28. to 28. Yeah, yeah. It's so exactly, quick. I remember exactly what I posted it when it became 20-28. to 28. I just said, uh-oh, <laughs> simply. And then you're looking at it, and, and in the back of my mind, I was on the phone with one of my best friends, and I told him, there's no way this happens. <laughs> I told him, there's no way. There's no way we're witnessing something like this. And then all of a sudden, it's 28-28. Yeah. Like, I was I was there with my, my buddy Robert, and I'm pretty sure I, I leaned over to him and was like, dude, the, the, the Patriots are about to fucking win this game. <laughs> it's it's almost like Destiny was urging him to win it. And then you're going into overtime against Tom Brady. And this is I already liked Tom, but I never called Tom the greatest of all time until that night. That when he came back and in one day game, he became the GOAT to me. Yeah. You know where else he became the GOAT? Apparently, EA Sports thought he was the GOAT, too, because Madden's next uh, <laughs> game is called the GOAT Edition, yep. and it has Tom Brady on it. <laughs> if anybody can beat that curse besides Drew Brees, it's Tom Brady. And, yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait. How, how long do we have until the NFL season? A couple months? Couple months. Like, I've been, I've been saying this since since the, the Super Bowl. As shitty of a year as 2016 was just across the board <laughs> all of them just across yeah like the three things that were gifted to us <laughs> the american people <laughs> were the cubs comeback yeah the cleveland comeback yeah and the cherry on the top of the cake early tw- uh, 2017 is the patriots comeback We've gotten that, but here's the other thing, and it's been a great year in sports, by the way. It really has so far. That's another reason why, you know, I can't wait for the college football and I can't wait for the NFL. The NCAA National Championship game football. Oh, that was a good game, too. Really good. It was really good. Like, I, I love that game. That was a revenge story in of itself. Clemson played the role of Cleveland in that situation. Coming back to take out the big bully, you know, and and avenge their loss from the previous year. And so, you know, that game was, was really enjoyable. And then uh, something something else 
really dope happened this year as far as sports is concerned. But, um, I mean, it, yeah, UFC, Conor McGregor became a double champion. Oh, that yeah. was also pretty cool. And now he's going to be yeah. a boxer? It, it, where they're saying, oh, that's going to be in the fall and, now, that he's going to fight Mayweather. Like, ha- he is not going to win. No, there's no way. Is it? <laughs> like, Conor McGregor is not going to beat Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. It's not going to happen. It's, it's no way, but I will say this about the Irishman. He's called all his shots and he's landed. Yeah, still. Yeah, but that's, that's probably the biggest one. He's 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 got big balls. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. He he's going for it all. It's calling out one of the best boxers ever. It's huge. But can you imagine the trash talking the press conferences that are going to go on between those two? True. True. It, but yeah, it's, gonna, it's just it's a payday. Like, yeah, it, oh, yeah, it's of just course. A like, it does not matter. Well, Connor said last year when he unified those belts or whatever um, that his goal is to provide for his family at this point. He's like, I, you know, I'm still going to fight. I'm going to fight to win. I'm going to fight to be a champion. But I'm trying to get stock in the UFC. I'm trying to fight my way to the top. And, I, you know, God bless him on that and good luck with that. But he's thinking about his future. And, of course, I can get behind that. But one thing that's really cool to me, I was talking to uh, one of my buddies about UFC the other day. Connor is still the champion in one of those two divisions that he wanted to build in, technically. Yeah. Which is, uh, I believe, the the featherweight division is the one he had to relinquish because you can't defend two belts. It's just too much. And giving him that ammunition for the rest of his days to just go back and be like, hey, it's cute that you all are fighting over there for that belt, but you all do realize I'm still the champion, right? And I don't even have to fight any of you. But I'm still the champ. You know, it's going to come up in, in his next press conference or whatever. He's just going to throw it out there. It's like, yeah, all those guys suck. I beat them all, and I'm still technically their champion. <laughs> but uh, Connor, I'm a huge Connor McGregor fan. I, I'm looking forward to the build up and maybe even the fight. I go to a, a bar or something and watch the fight whenever it happens. But yeah, 2017 has been pretty good, and I believe, you know, We'll finish the year out with some more good sports memories just based on what we have so far. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I think that does it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's good, man. We've been at this for a minute now, so. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you, and you know what? When Cleveland comes back and wins all four, we, we can we can regroup and, and re record and you can apologize for all the nasty. I have you to said. apologize the entire episode for everything. Please, God, don't let that happen. I've done all this talking about Cleveland. He just comes back and he just destroys everybody, looking like a Game of Thrones episode or something. It's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Well, what's going to happen? Game four, middle of the third quarter. Kevin Durant's going to go down with a non-contact injury. <laughs> Not an ACL. Come on, man. <laughs> And then as he's falling, he's going to fall into Steph Curry's ankle. So he's going to take both of them out the same play. It's both of them are done. That would be so funny. And dude, I would be beside myself. That, that would be the equivalent of the third act of a uh, superhero movie. 
Delusion of Doom literally falling over themselves. They just fall over themselves. They had a beat. They just fall over themselves and it's over. Wow. That would be catastrophic. Watch now, me what? now, Batman, as I destroy... Ouch! Oh, God! Right. He just falls off a building. He dies a horrible death. Oh, man. I'm paranoid now. I can't sleep. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I have to eat all that. And I've been talking so much crap today. I said some great things and not so great things about LeBron James. Good God. <sighs> well, it doesn't. But Yeah, man. It was always a pleasure. I don't know when I'll come back, but I'm sure you'll find something to fit me into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll be back. And uh, and, and, and plug your plug your stuff again. Plug it. Go. All right. Uh, Negro Justice League. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. I believe we're on Stitcher, but I know we're just pretty much on uh, just about every podcast platform. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Black Nerdcast. You can follow us on Facebook, like our Facebook page, uh, the Negro Justice League. And on there, you'll see uh, some trailers that we did commentary for. Uh, we have postings for all our podcasts on there. And we're also getting into the merchandise game. We have some pretty cool t-shirts or whatever that um, you can order and you know they'll be dropping soon and we'll have other things in the future but definitely show us uh, some love give us some support and we definitely appreciate it and hopefully we won't disappoint you with our content <laughs> I'm pretty sure we won't no you won't alright well tune in next time uh, that's that's J2 <laughs> I'm Sergio it's Reality Breached uh, subscribe like do all that stuff We'll see you next time. Peace. Visit realitybreached.com for more of our juicy content, and make sure to subscribe so you get every episode of the Reality Breached podcast.